Glover Daniels delivers fast and flexible recruitment research solutions to leading multinational companies and executive search consultancies around the world. Just go to gloverdaniels.com to find out more. Recruiterslivelounge.com, where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hey everyone, welcome back to Recruiters Live Lounge, where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspiring people on the planet, all right? Um, and in today's Live Lounge, my guest is James Blackwell. Now, James is the CEO at Ronald James, based in the northeast of England, one of my favorite places. Um, and I want to tell you a bit about James, okay? He is a very, very ambitious recruiter. Um, and he's one of the rising stars within our industry. You know that I like to find these people and bring them to you. I want to tell you about some of his achievements. Um, what, before I do that, in fact, his goal is to achieve a net worth of £100 million by the age of 40. So he's got a bit... Uh, a bit of a way to go, but um, <laughs> he's definitely on target to, to, to be able to achieve that. Um, now, the thing that you might not know about James is that he started working just at age 13, uh, running a news agents on a weekend. Using that kind of knowledge and that momentum, he went on and bought and sold cars um, from auction. So bought them from auction, sold them on to uh, general public. And he did that from 17 to 19. He sold over 40 cars. That's right, four zero cars. And with the money or the profit that he turned over, he started his own coffee shop. Um, that coffee shop he built up to a turnover of 250,000, a quarter of a million pounds, by just 20 years old. Okay, 20 years old. James has gone on to win Entrepreneur of the Year for Durham in 2006, and he also worked for BMW. Now, anybody that's worked in the automotive sector or sales sector will know that if a person is a BMW-trained salesperson, they are regarded as the very, very top of their game. But let me tell you about this guy. He was their top salesman. Um, for four years working for them, selling over 500 cars within that same period. Wow, it gets better. Four years recruitment experience and promoted four times within three years um, and eventually leading and managing a team of eight consultants. Now, that was for one of the largest recruitment businesses in the country. Um, and, and, and James's team was on track, on track to achieve one million uh, pounds in revenue in that year. Um, he was the top three biller out of 160 consultants billing 250,000 pounds in his first full year in recruitment. Phenomenal success. I'm kind of like blown away by this guy. I met with James recently through another kind of contact and just this 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 young man's story completely blew me away. I'm really really pleased to welcome him to the to the to the live lounge. James, are you there? I'm here, Roy. Okay, James, I hope I got all of that right. 
Well, yeah, it, it sounded um, maybe a lot more successful than I, I deem myself, but thank you very much for the introduction. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm really, really pleased to have you here, James. And look, I, what I didn't do there was tell anybody that's listening or watching about Ronald James. Tell us a little bit about uh, the business, what you specialise in, that sort of thing. Yeah, so um, I've started a, a new boutique recruitment agency specialising in niche IT recruitment. Um, and the gap in the market that I've seen is a, a more personalised approach with specific um, handful number of clients that I've been approaching directly um, to maybe change the business model slightly in terms of just general contingency recruitment and to, to go for retainership recruitment services um, for three or four big clients that are actively growing in niche markets and um, it means that it gives me the, the type of angle I can use by hiring staff that we've already got jobs to come in for rather than the traditional model. We're still going to do that probably on the, the back end of stuff but really our focus is going to be finding good growing um, technology companies that we can go in and actually give them value back for money which is, is what I've found with a lot of clients that are, are lacking is getting value for money from recruitment agencies so we'll, we'll see how it goes i'm, I'm only a, a few weeks in all right well listen it's it's great that you're here um it's great i think when we spoke james i said to you you're one of the few who do who've actually you know rather than the many that kind of talk about it wish i dreamed i wish i had done this should have you are definitely yeah the should haves and the would haves and the could haves right so um, you, you're definitely doing it, and uh, there's an elite, elite, you know, sort of group of people that that get to do it in the same way. So, James, look, I'm really, really pleased that you're here. I know that there's a lot of people um, that, that follow the Live Lounge that will be really inspired by your story and your journey. Um, let's get straight into it. Let's get started, shall we? Yeah, let's go. Fantastic. All right. Now, James, look, you know from the Live Lounge that we always like to kick off with our guests' favourite success quote and how they use that in their day-to-day -day life. What's mm -hmm. yours? Um, I picked one from the famous Jim Rohn, which I, I really like. Um, it's, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. Yeah. If you really don't, you will always find an excuse. Yeah. And um, as simple as it is, it's it's all about mindset and and the way you get up in the morning, the way you, you target your day. Um, whether you you want to do it or you don't want to do it, you've either won or lost just just in your mind. That's a brilliant one, James, and I I, I love that. And I know at some stage during the interview we're going to talk about you know how you set up your day. I know that you've got a, a morning routine and some things that you've discovered. Mm -hmm. So really looking forward to um uh, you know sort of understanding more about that i suppose um but th that that thing about mindset let's talk a bit, little bit about that how do you apply that in your day-to-day -day business life um it's just by starting the day um knowing that you're in the right mindset to achieve so anything that i've always wanted in life um i've always set my mind to achieving it one way or another and to find a way to succeed and um, there's no excuses um, I think probably the best story I had was I always wanted to own a Porsche um, and, and when I worked at my previous company I, I took a picture of it printed it out put it on a computer screen I'm sure many recruiters actually do that sure. um, so it's, it's a tangible um, goal to work towards and I, I worked down my goals from CVs down to um, interview conversion rates and I, I knew exactly each day what I needed to achieve to to get to that goal. Brilliant. Um, 
but yeah, I think a lot of um, success is down to just in your head and the actual self-belief, self-esteem that you have um, is the thing that drives you through, is the thing that gets you up in the morning that makes you do that extra call. Um, it's, it's all about the mindset. And look, James, I know that everyone in, the, in listening to this and watching this episode is going to be asking, James, did you get that Porsche? Did you get the, the, the car of your dreams? I did, yes. And I really enjoyed it for um, a few months until I realised I was literally driving one mile to work and one mile back. <laughs> and the, the hours that you work in recruitment, I didn't actually get to benefit from it. Um, so the Porsche is no more and that's been replaced with a, with a house and a mortgage. So more grown up responsibilities. Fantastic. James, do you mind me asking how old you are? Just again, I think people will be really interested in your story and that you know, you started as an entrepreneur aged 13, you know, most of us don't get started until we're way into our 20s. So do you mind me asking how old you are? Yeah, I'm, I'm 29, Fantastic. even though I, I think I look a little bit younger than, than that, um, which is maybe a blessing in disguise now that I'm a bit older. I used to get ID'd a lot when I was um, underage or looked underage. But yeah, I'm, I'm 29. And I think, um, obviously, I've always hustled from a younger age. Um, I've had some successes I've had some failures um, I've been through the journey so um, I, I don't regret anything that I've done in life it's all been a, a learning curve for me fantastic James well look let's talk about one of those aspects you mentioned there about failures and we know that behind every successful entrepreneur recruitment business leader there's usually been some failure or adversity that they've had to you know really knuckle down and get through could you talk us through one of those experiences for us? Yeah, sure. I think in, in terms of recruitment, with me being in the industry four years, I think my biggest failure probably still awaits me as I'm still learning. So we may not have come across that yet. I think the, the monumental failure for me in was my first business when I was aged 20, 21. Okay. Um, although the recession had a, a big impact and, and a big role to play, I think the crucial lesson I took away from that, Roy, was... Um, Business requires 100% attention, passion, and I had a lot of distractions in my life. I was still growing up. I was still maybe a little bit immature, still really want to enjoy my life with my friends. And because I didn't give that um, laser-like focus um, on my business, that's what suffered, right. um, along with um, maybe being a bit impatient for success because I was there. I thought I'd already made it, and that left me blindsided a little bit to troubles that I didn't know were going to to actually happen sure. and there's there's an interesting quote that i always look back on um by charlie munger um warren buffett's best friend a, a billionaire and he always says step by step you get ahead but not necessarily in fast spurts so that really like resigned with me in the fact that it's all about just taking one step forward at a time and not rushing things and there's, there's no rush to being a, a millionaire as such or being successful. As long as you're putting the right processes in place and learning from your mistakes, you will get there one way or another. Sometimes it just takes a little bit more time. I think that's a brilliant story. I really, really do. And it reminds me, James, that I've shared this with some people, but not everybody, that um, I was traveling through Australia years ago, I think, you know, back in the 90s or whatever, and I was driving, um, I, I'd bought a car, it was a 1966 Holden, which unless you're Australian probably won't mean much, but it looked like the original Batmobile and it was a 1966 version. Anyway, cut a long story short, I was driving across Australia 
and um, I pulled into a petrol station, a gas station, and there was an old guy in there, like a really old guy, and he he was just admiring the car. And I got these kind of looks around the whole place. Everyone of a certain generation loved the car, and um, he said to me. Uh, he was like admiring it whatever we were chatting anyway he came up with this immortal line that I've never ever forgotten he said Roy do you want to know the problem with uh, today's world with today's life and I said yeah please and I'm a great believer in you know pick up my pearls of wisdom wherever I can mm-hmm. this guy turned around and said yeah the problem with today's society with you know today's world is instant coffee and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> wow you know what a profound statement but anyway i did yeah. i asked him i said to him you know what, what do you mean he said well the thing is nobody these days is prepared to work hard to achieve the things he said you know exactly. everyone believes that they can be a success and they can be you know uh, happy and all these things and they don't realize that you know it's the problem is the instant coffee analogy mm-hmm. that that you can have it immediately without doing the you know without doing the hard yards so that's always stuck with me. I love the yeah. fact that you know your inspiration comes from Warren Buffett's uh, billionaire friend. So um, I think somewhere in between there, it's the same kind of message, isn't it? That um, we have to work for what for what we need, right? Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, so listen. Thank you for sharing that story with us. What was your eureka moment in recruitment? If if we can kind of be that specific, but the eureka moment for you working in recruitment where everything's on a sorry everything's slotted into place yeah um i think that happened probably a few weeks in to to my career in recruitment obviously i came from a, a sales background and when i first joined um recruitment i didn't actually realize recruitment was sales yeah. so obviously i fell into that role and there was all sorts of information thrown around me the first few weeks about obviously how you send a CV, what you need to say to a candidate, um, or, or how you need to, to market um, a certain client. And it, it obviously was just simple, the fact that you actually just find a candidate, you actually sell them over the phone to a client, mm. and, and you arrange your interview. And I think from then, I thought, well, I can if I forget about all the rest, as long as I deliver on sending the CV and getting the interview, nothing else will actually matter because the more times you do that, the more chance of success. You can worry about all the admin stuff later, updating the CRM system, sending out emails. You can do all that type of um, mundane tasks later on. As long as you're doing the core part, which actually breeds the um, success of that, which is actually just picking up the phone, selling in a candidate and getting an interview, everything else will work itself out. You don't have to be great at everything, but if you're good at that, You'll be very successful. It's a brilliant, uh, a brilliant eureka moment, and you're absolutely right. Um, the interesting thing for me, though, James, there was the fact that you'd had this great, you know, sort of time. I mean, your sales career up until joining that recruitment business was phenomenal. You know, I mentioned earlier on in the intro that um, you know I used to place salespeople at a high level, and if we mm-hmm. ever came across uh, people with a, a you know BMW, they've gone through the BMW Sales Academy. That was a top-notch candidate. So your your sales pedigree absolutely spot on. But it was interesting that that wasn't perhaps mentioned to you at the interview coming into <laughs> recruitment. Um, yeah. And the, you made the revelation sort of you, you know you 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 made that leap uh, once you've been working in our industry. So yeah, uh, yeah f- fascinating uh, fascinating stuff. 
Um, James, look, I, I, I really am keen to get into this next question with you. It's what do you do consistently on a daily basis to set yourself up f for success? Um, okay, so this is an interesting one. I think what resonated with me, Roy, was I was, I think, turning 27, 28, and I was earning a good living, enjoying my life, but I was looking at things and I always had the dream of being a, an entrepreneur, being a millionaire, and I thought, I've, I'm letting time pass away and I'm not, I'm learning, but I'm not really pushing myself. Right. Um, and what I decided to do was obviously read a lot of books, um, get a lot of wisdom from a, a lot of different people, the likes yeah. of Jim Rowan, um, Warren Buffett, Peter Sage. And what I did was formed successful habits on, on getting up in the morning early. So I get up at 5.30 every morning on the dot. Simple things like placing my phone outside the bedroom. So I have to actually get up out of bed to get up. Very and good. from there, I will write down my goals for the day. So I'll write down my goals religiously every day, what I want to achieve for the year and my long-term legacy to remind myself. So reinforcing success all the time in my, in my brain so it comes autonomous to myself. Yeah. Um, I will write in my journal for 20 minutes and just some thoughts of what I've had or any ideas or, or any plans that I've got in place. Um, and then I'll read a book. I'll read uh, maybe a, a more history. Um, I'm reading about economic history at the moment, which yeah. is always interesting. Everything's coming back around. Anything you see in the tablet now has happened in the past. It's all um, the knowledge is all there um, for anyone to have. So once you get tied into that, I think that sets me up for the day. Um, and obviously I listen to podcasts on the way to work. I'll always use my time effectively to, to better myself. It's all about self-education for me mm. and learning. And then when I get into work mode, it's, it's all about creating that action. And I'll try and take little golden nuggets, little snippets from books and try and implement those in my day or, or my future days. Um, and, and that's what I'll do. I think Jim Rohn always says formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Love that. that always sticks with me because you can you can go along in life and 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 live for the moment and and do your job nine to five and go home but if you're not willing to self-educate yourself no one else will mm. and, and that's what i realized when people are leaving school nowadays they're not actually going out and trying to educate themselves a lot further to progress their, their career mm. they're learning what they do on the job but when they're going home they're going home and maybe wasting time and watching tv for two or three hours or obviously doing other things um i've literally been regimented to my success by forming those habits it's really crucial don't miss a day of getting up like if you stick to those habits it takes 68 days to form a habit once you've done that you're in the right mindset james there's some massive massive kind of takeaways from what you've just said um and uh, you know that self-education th thing from jim and for people that don't know um james and i share uh, passion and enthusiasm for mentors and you know uh, authors etc of really really massive books it's like we'll we'll book each other out in terms of like oh have you read that book and yeah. have you read that book um uh, jim Rohn, for people that don't know is the original uh, almost like the godfather or the grandfather, if you like, of, of um, personal development. And he is the guy that inspired Tony Robbins, the great Tony mm. Robbins. Um, and I think at one stage, Tony Robbins was working with Jim Rohn. I think he was promoting his, uh, you know, his, his yeah. seminars. 
Um, so, uh, you know, look, when Jim Rohn speaks, we, we, we kind of listen, right? And I do agree with that, that James, that the self-education piece is one that it's really difficult to, um, you know, you can't force somebody to do that. They've either got it or they haven't, or you mm -hmm. can encourage it, you know, and I try and do that by maybe recommending books. But the difference, the solid difference that I've seen in 27 years of working with recruiters is that the people who um, rely on training being done to them, um, it, there's a direct correlation between the success of those people and the success of people who believe that learning is something they go and get for themselves. Yeah, And it's a subtle distinction, but it's like if you just sit there and wait for your you know recruitment boss to train you or you just wait to be told what courses you're going on or what books to read um you know you just turn up for training that's been booked for you you're gonna have a shelf life the real real success that i see in our industry are the ones that are passionate students like you and i you know like the dan mcguires uh like so many other different characters around in our industry that have just got this passion and a thirst for learning and they just keep going out there and finding finding new things so mm -hmm. um look i hope you and i have inspired a, a whole generation of recruiters <laughs> to go out and find jim Rohn because just yeah. that work alone is uh, is superb um james i also know something you know i know that you've looked at things like yoga and meditation um, yeah, is that something that you're practicing daily now? Yeah, so sorry I missed that on, on my um, my ritual, Roy. Yeah, I, it's something that recently came in probably the last three to six months, um, which I do again every day. Um, I use a app called Headspace, oh, okay, which is good. really really good. Very good. I would recommend anyone getting it. If you get your first ten meditations for free, then it's a subscription. I think. Um, of 999 a month but there's, there's certain ones that you can do if, you, if you're obviously wanting to create more um it's just about creating more to your life than just work hustle earning money yeah. you need to take a step back and give yourself some headspace and, and create that um extra layer of creativity in, in your brain because it's not all about success it's obviously enjoying the journey yeah. but you can't enjoy the journey unless obviously you know your body and, and you know everything else about yourself as well so I'm actually taking that normally if you told me maybe a year ago I'd think well no I, I wouldn't do meditation I wouldn't do yoga but I, I seem to be reinvented I'm, I'm open to everything that that obviously it works um for me so I'm, I'm open to trying everything out and I would really recommend um, the meditation, particularly for the young, younger millennials coming through because there's so much content out there and people are so busy on the phones, yeah. on social media, they don't even know where they are half the time because yeah. you've got so much information so you really need to take a step back and really rest your brain and it's, it's more about exercising your brain um, so it increases the chance to learn more knowledge and obviously to do the things that you want to do in life. It's a brilliant, a really, really positive suggestion for people, James, and you know, something I work with a lot of people who tend to, you know, try and look into the future and predict the future, or what they're doing is looking behind and going, "Oh my God, right. you know, this happened, etc." And it's really rare to find somebody that just lives in the moment, you know, mm. lives in the present and in the present. And I think that uh, meditation and yoga, both of those things, 
really help us connect with what is going on here no. as you said in your body in your mind in mm -hmm. your life and and uh very very powerful as well um and look in these days of you know digital distraction um i think to connect with yourself uh you know on a regular basis is a really good thing so thank you for sharing that um i'm going to dust off my my, my yoga mat again and, and see if I can uh, you know take take that back up again I, lo I loved it when I was doing it and actually I miss doing it some real yeah. real gifts that yoga gives you okay um James what do you see as your biggest strength and then conversely your greatest weakness as a an entrepreneur um I would say my strength would be my drive to hustle so so dreams don't work unless you do so obviously it's a lot about just getting out there hustling for success and, and making sure you actually create an action um you're not just talking about it you're actually delivering Good. there's a lot of people out there that can talk the talk but do they actually walk the walk um and, and a lot of the things i mean I've, I've built try and build myself up because i have i put that expectation on myself because i really want to achieve i want to be the best i can be in my life um, and I really want to hopefully inspire others one day to be the best they can be. Um, so, so I would say it would be my hustle and my self-esteem. So, so my self-belief um, that I know that I've got the got, got what it takes to to get to where I want to get to. Um, a lot of people I think lack self-esteem, mm. um, particularly maybe in recruitment as well. They don't believe that that hiring manager will pick up the phone, or they they always give themselves an excuse why it won't work instead of just going for it um, because they have that fear of failure once you conquer the fear of failure then it opens up a whole new world for mm -hmm. you and, and i think that's a process that i'm going through now i did used to have that fear of failure everyone has that barrier mm -hmm. once you break through that barrier which was me taking the risk of, of starting my own business um doing things like this once you do that it's a whole new world and, and you'll feel you're becoming yourself more you're living your dreams and you, you're being the person that you want to be brilliant james really really good and it's interesting isn't it that fear of failure um you know just knowing something about your background you know age 13 starting to hustle and make money and you know opening up your first business and all of those different things it's amazing because as children you know as, as young children yeah. we have no fear mm -hmm. it's the type of thing that you know we talk about if any of my kids you know walk down the road and they see a puddle you know their first thought is to jump straight into it whereas my thought as a you know as an adult is oh god how can i avoid this puddle yeah. um and it's interesting isn't it there's kids almost we're fearless and then mm -hmm. what happens is we become fearful as you said that mm -hmm. self-esteem kicks in or lack of self-esteem and it prevents so many of us from doing things you know it's like oh i won't start the business because I don't want to be ridiculed or, I, you know, I won't make that call through to the client because, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to get through to that person. Um, or, you know, it's like, oh, my God, my fear. It's the big one that I find with with recruiters, you know, young and old, you know, all over the place that it's like they, they really don't believe that their fee represents you know excellent value for money they kind of like yeah. look, at, look at this sum and they go oh my god that's such a, a you know a vast amount of money how on earth could my client you know see value in that mm -hmm. and they destroy themselves you know yeah. so it is it's that self-esteem and, and and 
you know, if you don't have it, faking it till you make it. But yeah, practice much... success until you're successful. Exactly right. Exactly right. So thank you for sharing sharing that with us. Um, did you share your weakness? My weakness would probably be impatience. <laughs> so um, touching on the point I made earlier about always striving to be successful, I think one of my weaknesses, which I'm I'm trying to get better at, Roy, was always living in the future, yeah. always I'm going to be this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Right. And I think it was at a point when I, I went to a talk and it actually resonated with me that if you're not going to do it now, you're never going to do it. So you really need to take those risks now, stop talking the talk or thinking of stuff that happens in the future because you don't know how long you've got. You've got to go out and do it now yeah. because I don't want to live with regrets in my life. When I grow old, I want to know that I've did everything that I've fulfill my potential Good. and that's the whole point in living life is is living your life to and fulfilling your potential in life um and i think being impatient i miss the point of actually living in the moment and actually doing things now and thinking well i need to do it now there's no tomorrow because if you're going to think about doing it tomorrow you might never do it so it was all about actually changing that from the start of 2050 the start of last year sorry right. I, I decided to to start doing things now in the moment and there's no excuses so Brilliant. so the impatience part um for me is something that is a weakness but i am working on it sounds like you're turning it into a positive as well and i like that yeah um james i'm gonna ask you to look into your crystal ball it's like you've started this brand new agency but you've worked in recruitment for a while you've had an outstanding sales career up to and including that recruitment piece when you look forward, how do you see the recruitment industry developing You know, over the next, say, five years? I would say, again, I think a lot of people have said a lot more niche recruitment agencies, the generalists being phased out. We're in a bull market at the moment, so I see a lot of um, private equity deals mm -hmm. coming about, a lot of private equity companies investing in recruitment entrepreneurs or they want a lot of niche businesses to yeah. couple together and, and then scale and sell. Um, so I think over the next four or five years, you'll see a lot of exits. You'll see a lot of um, smaller niche agencies couple together and, and sold. Right. Um, obviously, there's a lot more data intelligence tools out there now. Um, so there'll be different ways of sourcing candidates. I'm sure I'm sure LinkedIn's going to have an even bigger influence um, as it seems to be having. Um, video interviewing, I know that that's obviously been coming in and it's been, been big. Um, but there'll always be a demand for what we do, and that's picking up the phone and selling. You can't replace that. You can't automate the perfect candidate. Mm. You can't create those things that wouldn't happen with 60% fit candidates. That is the difference between the sales recruitment consultant and the automation stuff. Um, it, it's always going to be a 30%, 35% of the market that will still be there, mm. but it will be more niches that have been developed and well-established companies within those niches that will be, be taking probably the biggest rewards. It's good stuff, James. And look, what would you say, because there's a lot of people out there in, in recruitment that look for the shortcut, you know? I speak to a lot of people, and, and you and I both know, I embrace all sorts of technology, and, and you know, we both do, you know, platforms and things that can speed up what we do and help us to connect with more people. Mm -hmm. But like you, I'm a great believer in nothing is going to replace that, you know, that one-on-one -on -one connection that we can get with candidates and clients, etc. But what do you say to recruiters that are against that, you know, that are looking for the shortcut? It's like, okay, well, if I can uh, use LinkedIn and, you know, mm -hmm. identify people and send loads of in-mails and emails 
that's me you know i'm doing mm-hmm. the job what do you say to those recruiters it won't work in the long term you might get some quick wins you, you might hit lucky but those processes that have been in place in, in the traditional ways you do recruitment as you've trained roy sure that will never change no. that's pro- it's a proven formula all that will change is yes there'll be other products aren't there but you'll get there's those calls distractions yeah. I think if you went back to old school and you had your notepad and pen and you were calling and you were just calling, cold calling and calling candidates, building rapport, building your market, it's it's so simple. So why 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 confuse things? Yeah. Let let the others um, go across with all these new gadgets. Have a look at them, see if they work for you. Sure. But implement that in with your sales strategy and, and, and being on the phone because nothing ever will replace the phone in terms of the sales element of recruitment because that's the job that you're doing yeah. leave that other stuff to internal hr and other recruitment processes your job is a salesperson at the end of the day and you've got to sell that candidate to that client or vice versa yeah. brilliant great stuff thank you thank you for that um james look it's reached that time in our you know our time together where we've got to go into the lightning round so i've got to ask you are you ready for the lightning round Let's go. <laughs> Good, okay. The lightning round. Question one. What is the number one thing that you see holding recruiters back from being more successful? I would say discipline. So being able to be disciplined disciplined to maintain that focus. Like I said, the millennials that are coming through now within the recruitment industry the modern day recruiters, um, me being one of them, there's a lot of social um, social media, mm. a lot of different tools, new ways to source candidates, so many distractions. Mm. You really need to have that laser light focus and be disciplined about it. If you're not disciplined, you will struggle because there is too much out there at the moment in terms of distractions. Mm. Good stuff. Thank you, James. Question number two, what is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? I would say it is follow effective action with quiet reflection and then from that quiet reflection will come even more effective action and that was by a guy called Peter Drucker um, if you read his books um, very successful guy um, did a lot of obviously university books and mm. a lot of business books um, and his stuff still reflects true today there's probably another one that I would mention as well which sure. I think has been mentioned before is um, for me, starting a recruitment business is the, the best um, advice I've took away recently was from James Corn, mm-hmm. and that was obviously to watch the cash. Everything else will take care of itself. Watch the cash flow because I've realized that in starting a business, everybody wants your money and there's always new gadgets or new things that you need to set up. Mm-hmm. It, it's always been strict with that at the start. And you know something, working with the guy, it's like I, James has always preached that. He's always mm-hmm. been about watch the cash. And even as technology and people around him, you know, those in those companies got bigger and bigger and bigger in the time that he spent in it, he still remains true to that to this day. So, uh, yeah, no, great, great share on there. Thank you. Um, James, what is something, you, you mean, you've mentioned a couple of tools, but something that's working brilliantly in your business right now, and it could be, I don't know, you mentioned an app, it could be a bit of software, a hack, something that you, you're using and it's working brilliantly. Something that I've, I've recently used the past couple of weeks, Roy, was for building new markets and, and actually 
you need a lot of time to do that mm. a lot of time to research where the where the candidates are and, and match up the the clients there's a tool that i've used called source breaker ah okay and they're a, a, an intelligent sourcing platform so they help um, map out markets within 10 minutes and they'll give you a full list of where each client is based and how many actual candidates are within that market and they also do that for candidate sourcing as well so they'll help you find candidates with different search strings that you're relying on actual human error or, or recruiters just to do certain search strings they will increase that to find the extra candidate um, so I would say Sourcebreak has probably been a tool that I, I would use I wouldn't use a lot of the new tools I would still go to the, the old recruitment methods um, but but that's probably one that I've, I've used that I thought well yes it, it did work and it, it saved me a lot of time good good okay thank you for that good share um, James this is probably going to be one of the hardest questions for you to <laughs> answer but yeah you know what's coming yeah. what's the best business book that you've ever read <laughs> I think I've, I've changed this so many times right. um, over the past few hours trying to think if it, which book it's like getting me to choose which are my favourites. It's, it's very hard. Yeah. Um, the, the book I would recommend would be How to Get Rich by Felix Dennis. Oh, yeah, Dennis Publishing, right. This one here. Cool. Um, now, he's probably one of the, the richest. James, James just, just hold that up once more. Just I, I yeah. think just for people to be able to see it, How to Get Rich by Felix Dennis. James, sorry I interrupted you. It's okay. He is one of the biggest self-made millionaires in the UK. Yeah. Not many people have heard of him. Yeah. Even that book I bought secondhand off Amazon for, I think, a penny. Perfect. There's so much knowledge that he's got in there and so much wise wisdom advice that he's experienced over the past few years. Mm. It's invaluable. And that, that's probably the biggest book I always go back to. I've read it four or five times all over. You see, I put yellow post-it notes and highlight it all. That's the one that I use as a religion, along with, I would say, the E-Myth as well, oh. is, a, is a common one. Beautiful book. Beautiful book. Thank you for sharing them. I knew you couldn't resist more than one, <laughs> <laughs> but you picked two of my favourite books. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of both of those. And you mentioned Peter Drucker as well. Most people yeah. don't know Drucker's work, and uh, so really refreshing to, to to speak with somebody that that does. Um, final question in the lightning round, James. If you woke up tomorrow morning, armed with all of the knowledge, the experience uh, that you've ever had, um, but your recruitment business wasn't there, what would you do? How would you kind of start again? I think it's a difficult one, Roy, because I've just started up and I've started from scratch. I could just do it again, big yeah. borrow steel. I could start again. I think reflecting on things, one of my other ideas would be to get together five of the best builders within different niche recruitment industries. Right. Come together and build a global micro niche brand. Nice. Um, get some backing from private equity um, and, and build that brand very rapidly over the next three or four or five years in order to exit. Um, that's probably what I would maybe do if I wasn't doing it by myself. It's fantastic. I, I, I love that. I reckon there's going to be a few few <laughs> private equity companies listening and watching this that might be yeah. in touch with you, James, to, <laughs> to do the same if they haven't already. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> enough said. Um, James, look, sadly, we are coming to the end of our time together. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, but a couple of final things. Have you got a piece of parting advice uh, for our viewers and listeners? Um, I would say 
just try and live the best life you can. So for, for me, I think it's turned around. Try and, try and find as many mentors. Surround yourself with as many successful people as possible. Go network or chat to them. Um, you don't know who they'll know. So, mm-hmm. so get yourself out there. Go to those seminars. Network. Build mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, and focus on the few, not the many, is, is another word of wisdom advice that I've received, is just focus on one thing and be really, really good at it. Yeah. Don't try and be good at two, three, four, five things. Be good on really one and just reinforce success on success. Once you've found something that you're successful at, double down on that. Yeah. Don't focus on the weaknesses, just double down on the strengths. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Great advice and thank you for sharing that, James. Um, look, there's gonna be a number of people that are really interested in finding out more about you and Ronald James, etc. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you after the show? Yeah, sure, you can get in touch with me via LinkedIn. Um, you should be able to find me if you, if you search my name. You can get in touch via email, so just feel free to drop me a message if you need any advice or you, you just want to chat. James at ronaldjamesgroup.com. And that's it. Listen, we, what we'll do is we'll put all of the links to you, James. We'll put them below this episode in the show notes. Um, people that are listening to the podcast, if you just go to recruiterslivelounge.com, you'll see all of the links to um, the things that James has mentioned in his interview today. Um, James, sadly, we have reached the end. I'm really kind of gutted because I I know from our previous conversations, I could talk to you for hours. We yeah. share uh, you know, a number of the same interests. But thank you so much for joining us. On behalf of everybody at Recruiters Live Lounge, thank you for sharing your, your journey with us. Thank you very much, Roy. That's all right. That's okay. To everyone else that's listening and watching, remember, you're in the Recruiters Live Lounge. You've been um, listening to James Blackwell of Ronald James sharing his incredible journey. If you want to keep getting access to people like James, inspiring leaders from across the recruitment world, please subscribe. Go to recruiterslivelounge.com subscribe and get these episodes delivered straight to your inbox until i see you again thank you very much for joining us take care bye bye you've been listening to recruiters live lounge with roy ripper join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader How do you ensure that you deliver the best candidate in the market as opposed to on the market to your clients? Glover Daniels delivers fast and flexible recruitment research solutions to leading multinational companies and executive search consultancies around the world. They're able to deliver first-class results on your executive search assignments in a fraction of the usual time, which can also save you money. Go to gloverdaniels.com to receive an incredible discount on your very first assignment.